Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, as we wrap up Union's 3-2 overtime loss to Yale on Saturday at Messerink. A tough uh, loss for the Dutchman. Uh, puck possession has been a key factor in the three-on-three overtimes that we've seen in the NHL and then Saturday night against uh, Yale. That was the case as Yale had the better of the puck possession. Uh, the Bulldogs won four of five faceoffs in overtime. The one faceoff Union did win was sort of a iffy faceoff win. The Union uh, sort of controlled the puck, but not really. Union did have one chance with Gabriel Seeger on a breakaway, but he seemed to lose control of the puck. Maybe it's you know, the, the bad ice there um, late in the uh, uh, midway through the overtime period. Had a breakaway, and he did get a shot off of that was stopped, but then. But a turnover by Tyler Watkins in front of his own net uh, it led to the game-winning goal. A nice play by Nicholas Elaine. And if the last name sounds familiar, that's the son of Yale head coach Keith Elaine. He knocked the puck off of uh, Watkins' stick, and it went out to the top of the left circle, picked up by Teddy Wooding, and started a two-on-one. Liam Robertson was back, but he sort of lost an edge, and uh, that end really created a two-on-oh. Uh, Wooding passed the puck uh, over to Elaine on the right. Connor Murphy made a great save on the, the shot by Elaine, but the rebound trickled over to uh, Wooding on the left side, and really Murphy had no chance to stop that shot. So and uh, end of the game, and uh, gave Yale a five-point weekend. They they beat RPI on Friday night, five to three at Houston Fieldhouse, and for Union it was a four-point weekend uh, with its uh, victory over Brown, uh, three to one on Friday night. Uh, we have uh, post-game coverage for you and uh, sound from the post-game interviews. And we'll begin with uh, acting head coach John uh, Ronan, uh, who uh, coached his second game in place of Rick Bennett, who's still on paid administrative leave uh, for an incident that has allegedly uh, uh, been – he's been accused of something. We don't know what it is. And uh, we're, uh, everybody's uh, – the investigation over at Union is continuing. And I had a chance to you know, talk to Jim McLaughlin. We'll have a little more – uh, from Jim later, uh, the athletic director, and he said, there, "You know, the investigation is ongoing." Uh, but of course, you know, we'll, the news that Union uh, will be able to give scholarships to men's in hockey. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later here. But uh, let's first hear from uh, John Ronan about uh, uh, Saturday's game. John, uh, we've come to watch uh, three-on-three overtimes the last couple of years, and at least in the NHL, where it's about puck possession. You guys did not have that tonight. Uh, you lost four or five face-offs, and then led, uh, the turnover by Tyler there led to the game-winning goal. So how disappointing was it not to be able to have any possession, that much possession time with the puck in overtime? Yeah, you know, and you said it best. It starts with the face-off. Um, you know, then it's easy to possess. Uh, we had a little bit with uh, graphic Seeger there, and, uh, you know, turned one over, went back the other way. We had Tyler, and Tyler's usually sure-handed, and, you know, it just caught him in a bad spot. and. You know, uh, game over. I mean, it's, normally you don't you don't like to see players you know go in front of their own net. I mean, it looked like Elaine also maybe got a stick on it, which you know, led led to that turnover. Yeah, I gotta watch it again, but it, you know, Dylan Dylan kind of wiggled out of a tight area there, and you know, dropped it off to Tyler, and it, it might have just handcuffed him a little bit, or the guy may have got a stick on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
it's, it's tough loss because I think I think all three goals were you know, results of turnovers. I mean, how do you how do you have to you know, work on that to you know? You, I mean, obviously you can't limit it, but at least they like, try to to curb it. Yeah, it's you know, unfortunately that's something that carried over from last night, and, and you know that's on us as coaching staff to to fix. Um, you know, just a little too loose with it. You know, and it, it's one of those things that accumulates over the game you know if you keep turning it over at the red line and the offensive blue line now you're back checking now you're playing in the defensive zone and you know i thought we had some good offensive zone shifts i i do think we did a lot of good things in this game and creating some chances but you know those turnovers they tax your legs yeah. uh, on seager's breakaway there the overtime the puck bounce on me obviously i'm at the other end here uh did the puck bounce on him as he was trying to go to the net yeah, you know what, it was a slow-moving puck, and, uh, you know, he, he didn't have a full head of steam on him, so, you know, things were, they were closing quickly, and he just, you know, he couldn't get around, it kind of bounced in and handcuffed him, and, you know, he, he just couldn't make a clean play on it. it was a four-point weekend, yeah, you got you can be happy about it, but um, you still, it's, and, and this team's, you know, as we get past the halfway point here, this team still has a shot at least home ice in the first round. Uh, so how important is that you know keep accumulating points I mean, even though you don't win you at least get one point out of this it's huge it's huge uh, you know especially with the point structure of BCAC this year you know those three points are valuable and we've discussed that today and you know it's not the outcome we want you know we wanted a six point weekend after the win last night you know I, I am proud of the guys proud of the way they battled back and third tie it up give us a chance in overtime and, and just enjoy I mean, you haven't had home ice in a while in the playoffs. I mean, obviously you didn't play last year. You didn't have home ice when you played Yale in 2020. So, I mean, how important would it be to get there and, you know, you have some games against teams that have been struggling. So how important is it to, you know, get those points against those those teams? It's huge. It's huge. I mean, you could say the cliche, there's never a night off or there's never an easy game in the ECAC. And that's 100% true, but... You know, this league's a grind. It's an absolute grind. And, you know, the accumulation over the year and winning those battles and banking those points is absolutely huge. And, you know, home ice be a top four, top eight, it is huge. And for our group, you know, we want to be playing in front of our home friends. We love it here, and, you know, we're going to keep pushing. All right, two games now as the acting head coach. Uh, how did tonight feel? Did it feel a little different, a little more relaxed? Uh, uh, maybe a little bit more relaxed. It was good to have TJ there. Um, you know, was, I had too much free space on the bench last night, so it was good to have TJ around. Good to bounce things off somebody in between periods and during the game, and you know, it was pretty smooth sailing. Things still kind of quiet as far as the Rick situation. Have you had ch- did you get a chance to talk to him on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did talk to Rick. Yeah. Did, did he say anything about the game at all from last night? We didn't really talk much about the game, you know. It's, I think I mentioned this last night, you know, when, when assistants have, have stepped in for him in the past, he, he lets us do our thing, and, you know, it's just catching up with him. Next up is defenseman Brandon Estes, who had a goal and an assist in the game. Brandon, we've seen, in, at least in the National Hockey League, three on three overtimes, it's, a lot of, it's about, about puck possession. Uh, you guys did not have that tonight in the overtime. You lost four or five faceoffs, and it was a turnover that led to the game-winning goal. So, how how disappointing is it to, to lose a game like that where you really didn't have any chances? Um, I mean, you know, we we did have one chance, puck fumbles. I mean, turnovers are going to happen, but I mean, you have so many chances in regulation. 
that's uh, where you definitely like to put it away. Uh, so overtime's always uh, a tougher pill to swallow. Yeah, but the, all three of Yale's goals result on turnovers. I mean, how, how do you have to clean that up? Uh, just harder on the puck. Um, yeah, I mean, quicker decisions, uh, just bearing down. The uh, fact that you guys did come back and tie this game and you end up getting a point, is there is there a good feeling at least getting one point out of this? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take any points that we can get. Um, that's, I mean, that's a positive, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we always want uh, all three of those points. Um, so when you don't get all three, there's clearly stuff to work on. That's that's what you want to look at moving forward. You guys are you guys are in the race for at least the home ice in the first round. So, I mean, how important is it to keep accumulating points, whether it's one, two, or all three? Oh, I mean, it's uh, every point's important. I mean, uh, clearly... Uh, you can't move up the standings without any points or keep your place or whatever it is. So um, every point matters, obviously, and uh, that's, that's what we need. How was it like uh, with uh, John behind the bench uh, running things the last two nights? Uh, I, it's, it was good. Um, we all have good relationships with him. Uh, he's a good, great coach, so um, we trust him. He's a great guy, so um, happy to have him there. Did he seem a little more relaxed tonight than last night? Maybe because uh, no, I, I mean he's he's in control. He's I mean Division One hockey coach. He knows what he's doing. So um, I, I think he's in control of what he's doing. There um, you go. Now here's Connor Murphy, the Hudson Falls native, who made 29 saves in the contest. Tough way to lose a game there. I mean. The, the, the puck possession is so important to do a three-on-three overtime, and you, you made that save there, but really had no chance at the rebound. So, I mean, how frustrating is it to lose a game like that where you, the team really didn't have much uh, puck possession in that, in that overtime? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely frustrating for everybody, but, I mean, I tried to make the save, and I got unlucky. The, the, the rebound went right to the guy back door, so uh, there's really nothing anybody could have done. It was just kind of a broken play, and... Uh, you know, we're just going to have to move on from it and learn from it and uh, work on things this week to get better at that. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like all three goals were the result of turnovers tonight. Uh, how, how, did my, how do you have, had to clean that up? Yeah, I mean, that's something we talked about in the locker room. Coach addressed it, and, uh, and we, we worked on that. And we, I thought we got a little bit better in the, the, second, in, uh, in the second period with it, but... Obviously, it's still a bit of an issue in the third and going into the overtime. So um, I think it's just something that we're going to have to bear down on. We know that guys can possess the puck on our team. We have the skill for it. So um, I'm not too worried. I think we just got to work on work on it in practice and work on just uh, just possessing the puck and, and making plays off. You took a shot off your face mask with the first shot of overtime by Yale. I mean, how, was it, how, what's stunning and how did you feel after that? Yeah, that one hurt a little bit. That was a hard shot, so uh, it popped the clips off. So I was trying to get a whistle from the ref, but it, uh, he didn't. He didn't get it in time. But luckily, there's a offsides call, so I was able to uh, get a whistle on that one. You do end up getting a point. You get four points on the weekend. You guys are in line for uh, home ice the way things are right now. I mean, so how important is it to keep accumulating points, whether it's one, two, or uh, all three? Yeah, absolutely. This, this league, it's all about points, just as any other league is. So it's uh, any time that you can you can get any point, it's it's big. So 
Uh, I mean, we're happy with the, the one point, but obviously we wish we could have gotten the, the extra points too. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, always, they're always big and they're always important. So we're always trying to make sure we can capitalize on every opportunity that we have. I mean, I know you're not on the bench, uh, but what was it like with uh, John running things these uh, last two games? I thought he did a great job. Um, I mean, given the situation, he was by himself yesterday, and uh, I thought it was—I thought he did a very good job of controlling everybody and making sure that everything was going smoothly. So, obviously, like you said, I'm not on the bench, but I was—I uh, could tell that it, everything was kind of running smoothly, especially yesterday. And um, yeah, I give him a lot of credit for it. So. Of course, the big news on Saturday happened uh, in the morning out in Indianapolis at the NCAA convention when uh, it was announced that uh, five Division three schools that have Division one sports will be able to give athletic scholarships, and that affects the union men's and women's hockey teams along with RIT's men's and women's hockey teams. Uh, so it's going to be a game changer for the Dutch men and the Dutch women. Uh, athletic Director Jim McLaughlin was out there for union, and uh, he was very happy about it. And here's a portion of my interview with him Saturday morning. So, Jim, how exciting of a day is this for Union Athletics and uh, Union Hockey? This is a great day for Union Hockey and for Union College. I'm really just happy for the programs, our college, our alumni, our fans, and most importantly for our student-athletes and how this will benefit them in the future. And, um, you know, this was a really long process, Ken, that went on about 18 months, and there were many, many contributors to this, which is how we do things at Union. Team efforts and, um, you know, most notably the leadership of President David Harris and Vice President Francie Brown McClure. I mean, how important was, was, was it for them to be on board? Obviously, uh, President Harris came in after uh, President Ainley, and uh, not many people really knew where he stood with hockey. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, both uh, President Harris and Vice President McClure, they realize this is an integral part of the student experience. And, you know, while the, the primary um, focus is academics at our institution, there's a big piece of life outside the classroom that is really important to our students, and athletics is certainly a big piece of that. Take a look at around ECZ Hockey on Saturday night, a tough weekend for RPI. After losing to Yale 5-3 on Friday night, uh, the Engineers had a 2-0 lead after the first period against Brown, but the Bears rallied to win 3-2. Luke Chris's goal in the third period snapped a 2-2 tie. Uh, So Brown comes away with a three-point weekend from the two games. Tory Linden and TJ Walsh had uh, first period goals for RPI. Matt Sutton made it uh, pull Brown within 2-1 early in the second period. And at 7:18, Tristan Crozier scored a shorthanded goal that tied the game. Uh, the game we were discussing as the highlight game of the weekend uh, took place at Ithaca on Saturday night between Cornell and top-ranked Quinnipiac. Well, I don't think Quinnipiac will be top-ranked uh, now after Cornell pulled off a 2-1 overtime victory uh, against the uh, Bobcats. With 16 seconds left in overtime, Ben Berard scored to give Cornell the victory and salvage a, a tough weekend for the Big Red, and really an inexplicable 5-4 loss to Princeton, a team, a Princeton team that had given up nine goals to Quinnipiac on Tuesday. Berard's goal was his second of the game. He scored at 5:51 of the second period. 
the Bobcats really, you know, from the rare nights uh, they struggled on offense. Uh, T.J. Uh, Friedman scored uh, 5.39 into the third period. So a uh, tough loss for Quinnipiac. They do get a point out of it. Uh, there's just their second loss overall on the season and their first in ECAC play. Uh, other games, when you mentioned Princeton, uh, they lost in a shootout to Colgate 3-2, to but a good weekend for them. They ended up getting uh, four points from the weekend. Clarkson went to Harvard and pulled out a 4-3 victory, scoring two third-period goals in that one to overcome a 3-2 deficit. Uh, Nick Campoli scored at 13-26, and just a minute and 22 seconds later, Matthew Gosselin scored the game-winning goal, so a big win for Clarkson over Harvard. Uh, St. Lawrence beat Dartmouth 3-1, to and that's all the doing going on in ECAC hockey on Saturday night. Forgot to do the three, all, three stars of the game last night, but I'll do the three stars of the game tonight for uh, the Yale Union game. Uh, my number three star is Brandon Estes with his goal and an assist for the Dutchman. Uh, the number two star, Teddy Woodling, uh, well, I'm sorry, Wooding, uh, with the game-winning goal. And Ian Carpentier, had, he's the number one star, his second straight two-goal game. He had two goals against RPI on Friday night. So he gets the number one star uh, from me for his effort against the Dutchman on Saturday night. Well, that'll do it. And we'll, obviously, you can read, write, uh, read my story online at dailygazette.com or the uh, print edition in Sunday's paper. And, of course, we'll keep you abreast of the situation involving uh, Dutchman head coach Rick Bennett uh, as the investigation into these accusations uh, against him uh, continues. Uh, we're not sure how, you know, it's, as I mentioned earlier, that we're not sure how long this gonna, investigation is going to take. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Union does have a game Wednesday at Dartmouth, a game that was postponed earlier this month because of a COVID situation within the Dartmouth program. So uh, they'll, they'll be playing Wednesday, of course, uh, on, on Saturday as the Mayor's Cup game uh, with RPI, both the men and women. The women's game starts at 11 a.m. and the men's game starts at 2 p.m. The reason for the earlier start times is that the Albany Firewolves have an 8 p.m. game uh, Saturday night against Halifax. So uh, a little earlier to get to watch some hockey, which is not not too bad. Maybe spend the, the uh, whole day down in Albany watching women's hockey, men's hockey, and uh, some uh, box lacrosse. I mean, I, I enjoy you know, watching box lacrosse. I uh, used to be a fan of the old Philadelphia Wings way back in the day, back in the 70s, when they had the indoor league for, during the summer for a couple of years in the mid-70s. So it's a good sport, and, and maybe, maybe I'll even stick around and watch some uh, lacrosse the next Saturday. So... Uh, we'll yeah, obviously we'll have another podcast, uh, College Hockey Center podcast on Thursday, and if any other break, said any other breaking news involving Rick Bennett, we'll keep you abreast of that as well. But appreciate you listening to uh, this uh, post game podcast. And the views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I am Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.